You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 90. Episode 90. So... From what I heard, Tyler, we're actually switching it up a little bit, and we're going to be, instead of just analyzing our our hands and our weird situations that we get into, we're actually going to go over uh, a new vlogger's hand. Well, we had covered some of his, um, we had talked about his vlog a couple weeks ago, but um, GH Poker, you can find him on YouTube. I found an interesting hand on vlog 27, about four months ago. That I watched and I took notes on it and figured we could go over some of the, um, or not some of, this hand. Okay. So, and from what I hear, he's like, he's over in the Clear Lake area of Houston, which is why we, it's kind of why we picked his. Uh, I mean, he's apparently a listener of the podcast and uh, plays and plays in our area. So, I don't remember ever playing against him, but it definitely could have happened at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I guess here is the uh, the hand I picked. So he has king ten offsuit, um, two players limp. He limps behind. I guess we can go over this street by street. Okay. As uh, well, don't, I guess I don't like the limping with the king ten just because it's so easily dominated. Yeah, I'm not big on lim- limping with king ten there. Uh, like I say, I mean it's not the worst, but it's uh, but. It's one of those. It's kind of like you say, very the uh, the king ten is very speculative and can get you in kind of some tough situations sometimes. The reverse implied odds have been known to that's um though these type of hands can get you in some kind of sticky situations when the pocket's too big. That's kind of the only thing I would really say about that. But this is where we're at right now. We limped, so five people limp, so we have six people to the flop. The flop comes king of spades, seven of spades, four of diamonds. Okay, and okay, like, okay, two people limp before him, he limps, and how, what happened after that? Actually, we never went over the, the action after. Um, so it would be three of the people limp behind. Okay, so it's six to the flop? Yes. Okay. Um, the flop comes king of spades, seven of spades, four of diamonds. So we flop just top pair, very meh kicker, which is kind of the problem with king ten offsuit. Well, I kind of like the spot he's in here because king 10 is easily dominated it's not it's i mean it's really bad to call with a raise but since he limped behind and there's other limpers behind him most players are going to raise with king jack king queen ace king and the hands that actually have you beat here so i think his king 10 is actually pretty strong here all right well he ends up betting 15 and gets um three callers Bets 15, gets three callers, and it's, what was the flop? King, seven. Four. Two King. spades and a diamond. Okay. Uh, I like that. I like, yeah, I like that. I mean, all that sounds fine. Um, The turn is a six of diamonds. He bets again $60 and gets two callers. Uh, This is... It's weird when people, so many people call the flop bet. Uh, that makes us, I don't know what I would, this is, makes it kind of confusing. Because I would normally definitely, if there's just one or two, be betting this turn. Uh, but you're still ahead of 5-6. The flush didn't get there. I feel like King-10 was good on the flop. Nobody raised. This is probably a good bet here. I like this bet. This is this is one of the bets that I like whenever it's um, two suits. So it's um, king king of spades, seven of spades, and four of diamonds, six of diamonds. I like betting big here, like he did, to charge the straight draws because you a lot of times I think you're gonna have like a pair plus a straight draw here, or two spades. A lot of times, or I mean, yeah, when you bet that small, probably sometimes even a seven calls right. Well, I mean, the only thing you're scared of here, with the six is a pretty safe card outside of like seven, exactly seven six. Yes. So, 
So I like this size up here. This is something I do like. Okay. Um, he gets the two callers. The river is the jack of diamonds bringing in the backdoor flush. What do you do here? This, I think I'm going to... Is he in position on these callers? Do you remember? Um, believe he's out of position. I... Think I check all the like a lot of the draws missed here. Uh, I'm going to. I think I'm gonna. And then King Ten I thought was pretty strong, but I'm not sure it's three streets strong either. Yeah, that's um, that's exactly what he did, and I thought that was a great check in that spot because it's one of those situations that you don't like what's gonna call whatever you bet there. And then actually, there's some players that will bluff these missed draws. Like, I think this is a check call of a yeah. reasonable bet, too. Absolutely. Um, he checks. Both players check. And he wins a $258 pot. I liked how the hand was played after the preflop with um, that sizing up on the turn and then checking the river, giving your opponent a chance to bluff. Yeah, I mean, after the preflop play, uh, I definitely think that was played very well. It's Yeah, I like the bet on the flop. I like the bet on... I think the bet on the turn was probably my favorite part of how he played it. Because that's easily... Can kind of... That six couldn't look scarier than it really is. Uh, I think it was really... I mean, but it's only... Five, six is obvious. Uh, could it pair that up? But it's, it's actually a pretty safe card, really. So I think he recognized that pretty well. Yeah, I thought this hand was a good um, example of getting pretty good value on that type of hand. Um, Anytime you limp and you win a $258 pot, I mean, that's that seems like great value. <laughs> Absolutely. And I like, it would, it would seem like um, a hand that was great for getting value. And also, I like the river check. And I think a lot of players can sometimes get carried away betting that river. I know I've done it a couple of times where I bet the river. And then after I look back at the hand, I think, why I even bet the river? Yeah, what are you, like, what, what are you what, hoping to get called by? Actually, well, I had a hand just like that tonight, really. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I guess we'll get into it in a little bit. <laughs> but that's uh, GH Poker on YouTube. If uh, you want, you can check it out, or you can check that hand out on uh, episode 27. Yeah, always good to give a, give a shout-out to any uh, Houston con content creators. <laughs> yeah. Um, well... <laughs> I guess we can cover, I guess I kind of foreshadowed the hand la or the session last week, but I ended up going to Texas card house um, for what was a pretty long session. Um, let's see. My very first hand, I get ace King and I make it, um, I was, I made it 20 actually and got two callers. What position were you in? Do you remember? I was early. I was definitely early. I might have been like under the gun plus two. Okay. Uh, so you're you preflop raiser, no limps. You make it twenty. Yep. Okay. Um, the flop comes six six nine. Okay. With two diamonds, and I had the ace of diamonds. I'm one hundred percent betting this. With you know, there were two callers. Yes. Uh, unlikely someone has trips. Very hard to hit a nine. Uh, and bigger pairs, definitely three bet you at Texas card house. Uh, I'm betting this hundred percent of the time. What do you do? Um, I bet, I bet, I don't want uh, how much I bet? I think I bet like 50. I would have down bet here to around 20, but okay. That's, I like the bet. Um, I got one call and then I got raised gigantic. So you bet. That one one person calls and one one person raises gigantic. Yep. Uh, this is just I'm so far <laughs> gone out of this. Yeah, I uh, I snap fold. The other guy folds, and then the guy had pocket nines. I mean, talk about a just a horrible play with pocket <laughs> nines. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess I guess you could have aces, you could have kings and queens, but this person being in position. There's a bet, a call. I mean, you could smooth call here, inflate the pot, worry about nothing. It seems like you really got off. Well, I mean, you had ace high. It's not like you were going to stack, you know, lose that much. But it seems like someone was gifting uh, this hand, really. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, 
<sighs> this is a hand I don't want to cover on the podcast because it's, I mean, a blunder of blunders. Of, I mean, it was as badly played as you could probably play it, aside from literally ripping the cards and getting kicked out. Well, we uh, we we <laughs> pride mean, ourselves I, on honesty, so <laughs> so you so you go for. I mean, like, it's weird how people like just go off on bloggers and stuff for their blunders or whatever, because we've all had like things go off the rails before. Oh, I mean, is it okay? I mean, not very often do I get embarrassed at the table for playing a hand so poorly. This one's it. Okay. Um, I have Ace King again. I raise. Again, from early position to 18, I get three callers and a very aggressive player. Uh, one of the very aggressive players calls who's been kind of three betting and everything. Okay. The flop comes four, six, king, rainbow. It checks to me. And I think with this aggressive player and being deep stacked, this is my theory in the moment. Not a good theory, but I think, okay, um, I could check here for deception. Sometimes. Um, I check. He bets 20. Gets two calls. I mean, this is my time to bet, to raise, if I was going to do this. I mean, if you're going to play it this way, this is, yeah, this would be the time. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I complete. Thinking I'm going to be jamming or not jamming but really hammering most turns i mean i don't honestly hate that i mean once you check it it puts you in a weird position because i mean once you ch- if you check raise here and get called you're not i mean this is a problem right yeah i mean 100 percent. It, but it's a. but i mean this is why you don't play this hand this way yeah okay <laughs> um the turn is a nine I check it back to him thinking that he's going to... It checks to me. I check again to him. I would... The way this is played, I would do it that way. He bet... Oh, sorry. He checks. The river is a four. Now, early position guy bets 50. Wait, does a four pair the board? Yes. Okay, so this is not... This is fairly... Okay, I, go for it. Um, I'll just run this over for you. The the uh, the board is king six four turns a nine rivers a four, no flushes. Okay. Um, now the guy who has been betting is uh, behind me in the action. Now this early guy makes it fifty, and another guy calls the fifty. I mean. I think I have to call here. Your hand has been so underrepresented at this point. I mean, I raise. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <yuck>. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is just, I mean, just a giant. I, was, I thought you might be folding here the way you were looking at me. when I, I noticed when I said call, I was like, he didn't call. I was like, oh, he probably folded here. Uh, that, that's not what I was expecting. Okay. Uh, yeah, trust me. Uh, I raised a 200. Um, a really aggressive player folds early preflop razor folds the, sorry, not preflop razor. The, uh, the guy who let out for the 50 folds. And then I get called by for less for like maybe $40 more. He calls, which is his all in. He has King queen four offsuit. I mean, like, do we analyze this hand just for the listeners? Or, I no, mean, no, are no. we... Yeah, no. I'm like... Uh, I mean, because I, you... I know you already know all the blunders that were made. At oh, I mean, it's going to keep it'll keep the podcast going over if we wouldn't did all that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's obviously a ton. I like you raising it pre-flop. That's, that's good. Okay, that's good. well, we can... that's, that's exactly where it... Yeah. I don't even like the race I pre-flop of I thought the weird... <laughs> weird i mean what like and granted this ceases to matter but like i always do it 20 or whatever just because it's easier for me to count the pot on the fly yeah. or something i mean i'm like one or two dollars down or above or not gonna matter that much so i thought that was kind of strange but that's fine it just makes it more annoying to to figure everything uh but yeah that's uh that's a that's a different line i will give you that yeah i don't recommend um <laughs> Well, here you go. 
Um, the blunders continue. Okay, let's, let's hear another one. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm pretty annoyed. All I wrote was, <laughs> I mean, in my notes, um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, this you can tell when the notes turn into tilt. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, basically... I guess I'll kind of give you the gist of it and ask because the really the only decision comes on the river. I ended up turning open ended, hitting my straight, but it also brought in a flush. Right. I mean, okay, I am so lost here. Okay, so on the on the river, it's a go over that again. Sorry. So I I flopped open ended. You flopped open ended. Okay. But there was a diamond flush draw out there. Okay. Checks around. Okay. I turn the straight. Turn straight. Okay. But it completes the flush. Okay. Um, or actually, guy might have bet very small, but he bets small. Um, that card checks around. On the river, changes. You don't, you don't bet this? A straight here? Yeah, I messed up. Uh, the pre the guy who bet the flop. Yeah, can I remember the hands now? The guy who bet the flop was after me. This was that aggressive player. He bet the flop. I called, turned the straight, checked to him. He checked it back. Okay, that makes way more yeah, sense. I yeah. was like, if this checks around and you hit the straight here, you have to be betting this. 100% yeah, no, that that's what it was. Okay. Um, the river changes nothing. The guy now bets big, like pot. Guy calls. Oh, okay. So I think, well, one of them has to have a flush, what I was thinking in the moment. Right. Um, I fold. Uh, the pre-flop uh, razor has pocket tens for flop top set. And the other guy just had random two pair. What do I you mean... do with that action like that whenever it goes... Guy bets pot calls. Is that too nitty to be folding a straight there, you think? I don't think so, no. I mean, it's... I thought it seemed so strong to me. I mean, I later found out in the session that the guy who called the 50... Uh, the Not 50, the pot size bet was just complete recreational player who's, you know, ordering drinks and going crazy. I didn't know at the I time, mean... but I still thought it seemed like the actions were strong enough to where... I mean, if they have a flush, I look so smart. So, okay. So the flop, okay. So the flop bet, he bet small, you call, you check to the turn. He, did he, did he bet the turn? No. Uh, if he doesn't bet the turn, I think you have to call on the river. If he bets this turn and bets the river, because I mean, like there's just, the way I see it is there's so many flushes that will never check a turn here. Because, like, all the smaller flushes are just always going to go for value. Right. Uh, or also denial of the fourth diamond. No, I do notice, yeah, I do notice, like, a lot of nut flushes might check for deception. I mean, I'm not saying you should, but I do right. notice that. Uh, but when you can start weeding out, I think that check turn, I think it's... Leans you toward a call there. It leans me towards a call. If he bets all three streets, then I think you probably have to lay this down. Even if it is good. I mean, it just like how many times is someone going for value there? But yeah. If it, yeah. If it, if he checks the turn and it checks to him again, he's probably betting a set there. So it's hard. I mean, I don't know. It's always easier hearing it afterwards, but in the moment, it's kind of tough. So I don't know. I mean, but I think that check turn is a pretty big uh, sign on this hand. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so then I was I was pretty annoyed with myself on that one because I'm like, I'm just, I mean, doing nothing great out there. Uh, man, once we get in that, I mean, it's just like, you know, when you're playing sports or anything else and all of a sudden you miss one shot and then another shot and then it's just all in your head. I mean, it's just like anything else like that. Well, here you go. Here's Here's how the run continues. I'm in a PLO bomb pot. I flop quads on one board and flop two pair on the other. Wow, what a flop. Get all the money in on the turn. And the guy who calls 
had flopped a set on my quad board or boat. So he had five full of eights or something. Okay. Had a gutter on the other board and spikes it on the river to chop the pot. Oh, that's pretty. That, I mean, you had him in a horrible spot. Yeah. Oh, that one's dirty. Because he was like, I was just playing the other board that you had quads on and then just happened at river. That yeah. one's pretty dirty. Yeah. So that was pretty tough. Um, then I lost, all I put was I lost Jack-Jack uh, versus Ace-Queen. I was in a spot where I've been getting three bet all night long. And now I'm pretty short stacked. I mean, this is a, this is a session with multiple buy-ins. So this is, I'm down to like two or $300 here. Okay. Guy three bets me again. I raise to 20 preflop goes call, call guy makes it like 65 or 75, but he's three bet me. No exaggeration, about 15 times. Okay. Um, and I'm hemorrhaging money at this point. I'm getting pocket pairs that aren't going. I'm getting, I mean, when you're getting bet this much, you're calling with your ace queen suited, your ace jack suited. Wait, you have ace queen or pocket jacks? No, 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 no. I have pocket jacks in this hand. I'm okay, saying I got you. throughout the session, I've been hemorrhaging money from getting three bets so often. Right. Um, I jam um, for, like I said, 250, 300. He calls. He has ace queen flops an ace. I mean, that's fine. I mean, like, I don't jam there. I call. But that being said, I don't. You're like, I would have hated a fold there. When you're when someone's aggressively three betting you, jacks are definitely good enough to uh, to go with on that. So I don't mind that play at all. Which I mean, obviously it was a coin flip. You are ahead by you know one or two percent, but you're still ahead. Um. Yeah. Well, then I have one where I tried to make a hero call on a player that I know bluffs. I mean wrong that was pathetic i mean it just seemed like so 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 forced um but here's basically my last two hands that are noteworthy okay um well i guess this one's not that noteworthy i flopped uh 10 high or sorry top set with pocket 10 uh set of 10s in a plo board and it was just um like 10 it was two low cards like four six Okay. And two diamonds, and I got all the money in there, and I got called by a flush draw, and they spiked the flush on the river. It was pretty pretty hurtful. Um, and when I say That's all difficult. the money, it was a short stack, so it was like two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Right. A little bit less than two hundred, I think, but right around there. Okay. Um, and then here's the one interesting spot that I want your opinion on the, this PLO hand. Okay. Um. So I have, I flopped the world with this. I have two pair on one board, a flush draw plus open-ended straight draw to the nuts. Right? Um, okay, PLO bomb pot, you flop two pair, and you flop an open-ended straight draw. With a flush draw. And the nut flush draw? No. How high is a flush draw? I mean, not not that high. Like, Eight. The open-ended... Uh, to the it? nuts, yeah. Okay, it is to the nuts? Yes. Um, it, you know, bet, the flop gets bet. Um, I brick the flush on the... I brick um, board pair straight everything on the turn. Guy bets about half pot. And, what happens on the flop? Like, was it get bet or... Um, yes, I bet actually. I do not bet here. This I would. This is not a great. No. Well, because do you have top two pair on the top? Uh, yes. Connected as our it, like what 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 was do you what was the flop on that on that 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 matters so much here. Um, there's definitely no straight available. Hundred percent. Okay. Um. Oh, let me think. It was It was still not that high of cards, though. It was still... I mean, obviously, there's going to be over cards coming. It might have been like 8-9. This seems like a good flop, but it's not a great flop for you. Because, I mean, so the two pair is going to be behind the sets and is very likely to get worse by the turn in river, correct? Unless you boat. Yes. Uh, the open-ended straight draw with a flush draw 
you're drawing to a flush draw that's not the nuts, and you say it's not that high. So um, the flush draw almost ceases to matter. And then the open-ended straight draw, because two like two of those eight cards will actually make a flush, you're kind of drawing thin there. Uh... I mean, it's not the it's not the worst bet because I mean you are ahead of a lot and you have a lot of outs. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not horrible, but I think I check here to to evaluate. Well, I get two callers. Okay. Um, brick the turn. I completely I I or completely brick. I check. I like the check here. Uh huh. It checks around the river. I hit the nuts with my straight. Okay, well that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, on my two pair board, the f- the flush I don't have comes in. The, obviously, okay, I, was, okay, I had the, the flush, flush on okay, the board, I gotcha. but the flush comes in on that board that I had two pair on. So I'm basically like, I'm dead there, right? Two pairs not going to be good here three ways most of the time. Very unlikely. I check the next guy pots it. The next guy calls. I have the nuts. A two pair that's irrelevant on the other board. What do you do here? In a situation where I mean, you call here. I you mean, if call? you if you get here, you're just you're not folding here. You're not folding the nuts because this is kind of problematic. Well, one is two people could be on the same board, and you have showdown value on both boards. Not great showdown value on the top board, but if they just happen to be on the bottom board. Uh, and on the bottom board, you have the nuts. So, I mean, even if you were getting quartered, you are getting some of this money back. I think you're too strong here to ever fold here. I call. I get quartered. The guy didn't have the flush. He ended up rivering the wheel. I don't even think he knew he had the wheel. He was just a very drunk, crazy guy. Okay. And the guy who had potted it after I checked it had the same hand as me. Uh, I so mean, I got quartered. I mean... As I thought I was going to get quartered, which is why I thought I was going to ask you, but you still think it's a good call? I think you're just too strong here to fold. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you've if you got the nuts and you got two pair on that board, I just, I mean, it's not a great spot, but I... Okay, well... I, I feel like a fold. I, I mean, like, I feel like if you're folding here, you're folding almost everything every time. Yeah, like I said, I, I called, got quartered, was like, I'm pretty sure I'm getting quartered here got quarter and I was like well I don't know but I'm happy to hear for you it's an automatic call so yeah I mean I a... thought about it for a bit just because I was like I'm pretty sure I'm getting quartered but I didn't know if it was the, what you would consider the better play or you know hopefully what is the best play but yeah I know I, I like this play a lot so in but... for four the rare four bullets out for zero so that was sad for me god that's horrible that's horrible I mean we've all had sessions like that but God Almighty, that never feels great. I mean, that's the one problem whenever you make comebacks. <laughs> whenever you make, you've made that comeback on the fourth bullet before to you know, make all the money back and plus some. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Well, I will say this. I like that you were honest about your... Because, I mean, all of us make blunders or whatever. The thing that makes a winning poker player, though, is being able to recognize their mistakes. Getting unlucky versus their mistakes. And the fact that you're honest about your mistakes means that you're going to grow as a poker player and, you know, it'll be profitable in the long run. Yeah. Or I'll be broke and do something else. Who knows? That's also a possibility. (laughs) Get that second job I've been dreaming about. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like I said, I mean, two really bad blunders and kind of some coolers. I mean, there were some coolers in there that I didn't even really note down down just because... I mean, I'm not just going to sit here and talk about coolers that nothing can come of, so. Yeah, the coolers, I mean, they just happen, so there's really nothing to, I mean, that's those are hands that really aren't to be learned of. It, whether you cooler somebody else or they cooler you, it's just part of the game. It's the decision, it's the decisions that we make that really make or break our EV, or just our take in the long run. Absolutely, yeah, but that ace-king hand, man, I, I should have left right there when that hand happened. I mean, I didn't see that being very tilting. Yeah, well, like I always say, I don't get tilted that often whenever I get a bad beat put on me. But when you play a hand that badly, it's just impossible not to get tilted. I mean, uh, I'm like, what am I even doing? Why do I even drive here if I'm going to play like this? 
I mean, I was like, I don't even know what I was thinking. I don't know. Just I mean, seemed like the wheels popped off and I just rolled right down the hill. I've been there. One hundred percent I have been there. So I mean, odd feeling, but that's what happened. So that's why I said last week I haven't played a session since that session, since we're recording this one pretty early in the week. That my goal for my next session I play is to play I mean, I don't want to say as tight as possible, but basically only suited aces, pocket pairs, um, and suited connectors, no one gappers, no two gappers, maybe like, um, well, yeah, and just try to stick with that and try to, once my preflop range, uh, preflop, uh, ranges start getting out of sorts, pack it up, go home. I think that's a great way to go about it. I mean, that that right there will be a winning strategy in, in 1-3 here in Houston. Yeah, because like I said last week, my my poker session stamina is just gone way out the window because I'm out of practice. Yeah. When I was knocking out those long sessions, all of a sudden, I mean, that ace-king hand happens. So, I mean, that can't be me in practice. So, <laughs> I mean, that was... That's definitely not you in practice. I will say that. All right. I guess you have a session for us or two? Uh, I've got one because I think I went over the... That's right. You did. Oh, wait. You know what? I did not go over offsuit, did I? Oh, no. You played after we recorded. Uh, let me let me go over the... I just played at 101 yeah. Katie. That's more fresh on my mind. That had way more interesting spots. Let's definitely Let do me, that uh, then. <laughs> let's go over that one, and I'll just give a brief rundown of offsuit uh, when I was there. So I get to the table. Uh, one of the people I know who've been in the poker community for a long, long time uh, raises under the gun to 12. What do I, you know about him? Huh? So what do you know about him? Solid player. Oh, okay. Uh so under the gun to twelve, there's two calls. I uh, I have ace jack off. What do you do here? I only call. My three bet to sixty. Okay. Uh, everyone folds. It's a great play, yeah. So I just it was one of those hands that I can call here. I think ace jack is strong enough to call here, uh, but when there's a bet and two calls. I mean, it's just too good of a squeeze spot for me to pass up. Yeah, I definitely think I call more than I raise. So it's one of those ones where it's probably, you know, 70 30, something like that. I mean, it's probably if there's only one call, that's one I might make a call because when there's two calls, I think it becomes just too juicy of a squeeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was then, so that was kind of a nice get pat, get a. Get a free fifty bucks, basically, uh, and in the big blind, I have Ace Three offsuit. It limps to me. Obviously, I just checked this. Uh, flop comes Ace Queen Six. I bet. I think it was like five dollars or something. Uh, and I get raised to twenty dollars. Uh, ace. I have ace three off. The flop is ace queen six. What do you do here? Um, um I mean, the five dollar bet looks so weak. I'm probably calling. Same here. My thought exactly. Five dollar bet bet looks fairly weak, even into the small pot. Uh, I. It's hard for him to have big aces here. Sets or anything else. So I make the call. Uh, the turn is a nine. I check to him, and then he bets forty. <laughs> this is getting dicey quick, huh? It's getting dicey, isn't it, for a three dollar limp pot? God, I might just be mocking here. I mean, I don't really understand. Like, I mean, I don't know if playing gigantic pots with Ace Three offsuit is the move. Uh, I tank call. Okay, yeah, I it's, think I probably fold here. It's so ace queen six nine. Um, I, it's I, I did tank for a good bit on this one, uh, but I'm like, well, 
It's. I mean, this is just a hard board to represent big hands on when it's a limp pot. Uh, that being said, I'm pretty nervous. The river is a nine. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we're good now, right? Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It's yeah. like, na- like I check, he bets 80. At this point, I snap. Because yeah. now every, the vast majority of stuff I, I'm scared of, I now I'm chopping yeah. with. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, my my uh, kicker's... So, the, it comes. It was flop is ace, queen, six, turn nine, river nine, giving me two pair with queen high instead of the shitty kicker. So, just to review it for our listening audience. Uh, I snap, and he shows king 10 for a busted gut shot straight draw. Wait, so what happened on the river again? Uh, river's a nine. No, no, how'd the betting go? I check, he bets 80, and then I snap it. Right, yeah, what a bad river for him, huh? For his bluff? Yeah, it was a definitely, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a 100%, it was a horrible river for his bluff. Because uh, once I mean once uh, this river comes and I bet I've called all the way down I'm now I'm never folding here. Oh, hundred percent. So that was kind of interesting because that was ended up being a pretty big pop for a uh, oh, three dollar limp hand. <laughs> uh, so I, I found that one pretty. Uh, I ended, I get pocket kings under the gun. I raise it to fifteen and it folds to the button. And he three bets me to 40. I know I four bet. I know you're out there trying to be cute in these streets. Are you flatting? I lo- uh, you're going to love this. I make it 100. Uh, I make say, it 100. Say you fold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. He three bets. He's got aces. Got to muck, muck those kings. Uh, I make it 100. Okay. Uh, he goes all in for like 170 or something. Oh, Obviously, okay. snap call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has king queen off. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. I imagine. <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, I tell you what. 101. I mean, it is becoming just a great place to play because I mean, we are seeing some weird moves often on at this place. Uh, this is going to be by far the most interesting hand. Oh wait, no. I I got one more. Actually, this one's very interesting too. But other, the uh, next one's really say good way to keep it hyped. Yeah, say, I'm not... uh, a little tease for the audience. <laughs> say, I'm no longer excited, but now I'm back. Okay, go ahead. Uh, straddle <laughs> to six, one call. I raised to twenty five with Ace three suited. Okay, I like all this. Okay, uh, there's two callers, and I'm in the middle position of them. Okay. Uh, the flop is Jack Deuce four with one heart. One heart. I think I have spades. Huh? I think I have spades. I have ace three of hearts. Okay, hearts. Okay. Uh, are you checking? Or are you betting this? The it checks to me. Go ahead, hit me with the flop one more time. Jack Deuce four. Definitely betting. Okay, it's the same same deal. I bet small. Just like I would with Ace Jack or any, or my uh, over pairs or anything mm-hmm. like that, I bet twenty five and I get one call. Okay, perfect. Uh, it the turn is the Jack of Hearts, pairing the pairing the board and giving me a nut flush a nut flush draw with my gutter straight draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in uh, I'm out of position. What do you do here? Definitely bet. Of 100% was a snap bet for me. I think I kind of bet kind of big, like half pot or just over half pot, I would say. I bet a little over half pot. Yeah, okay. Uh, I bet 75 into 125. That's good. I like this. he basically snap folds. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, very nice to take one down. But see, that hand is a really good example of getting value with that small bet. Because you got a free twenty five bucks that you wouldn't normally get, right? If you would have bet like half pot or pot on the flop, it seems like he snapped folding whatever he had. I think that was a really good example of that betting small on the flop with your entire range, you know, working out perfectly, right? One hundred percent. Because he obviously doesn't have a jack there, so he's probably got like a small, small pair. I mean, so. he could be floating you just so wide. Yeah, I mean, it could just it could be almost anything. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll do, like, that small bet on the flop, I do think, got me a lot of value here. This one, this this hand goes off the fucking rails here real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Tell me what you have first, I can imagine. Pocket nines. Okay, how far can it go off the rails, pocket nines? 
Mm-hmm. Right, was, flop a set or fold, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how we played this. Trust me. Uh, there's a race to twenty. I'm just calling. There's two calls. I'm still just calling. Mm-hmm. Nah. Okay. All right. Now I'm imagining myself grabbing more chips. I make it. I make it one hundred ten dollars. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, how deep are you? Uh, probably. It's pretty deep at this point. Okay, uh, then I'm back on board. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think you're giving yourself worse, but okay. If you're, I was, I was probably like six fifty, seven hundred. No, actually, I, no. I, I was deeper than that. I was about to say you better not. Bet. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm. I was deeper than that because yeah, the one of these bets gets really weird. Uh, I, so if one ten, I was I was a little over. I was around eight hundred, I think. Okay, so it goes twenty two callers, and you make it how much? 110. Okay. Keep going. Okay. What do you think about the sizing there? You 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 seem very hesitant about the sizing. Oh, I'm hesitant about all of this. I like taking my... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see how this hand is about to get wild. This is probably one of those ones that you either end the session on or you're going to have a glory story for me right here. But... um, So I make it 110. 110. I mean, it... It feels too big for your how much you have behind. I like the squeeze, but I would like it if you're a little bit deeper. I'd rather just call hoping to flop a set with so many people in the pot and just get a giant pot that way. Um, might, might be I too passive. Uh, like I think, I think the squeeze or the call. I think a call here is fine as well. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I think the like the squeeze is just fine for as me well. it's an 80 20 spot i would say 80 percent of the time i'm calling 20 percent of the time i'm probably raising that's fair uh so i make it 110 the preflop razor calls and then one of the middle players jams for 116 okay I mean, six dollars more yeah. i mean probably Fold. not folding yeah. here oh yeah call. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i call and the preflop razor calls and i've already the audience knows that I hate this. Uh, I hate these spots where it's three bet and you have three people in the pot. Because, I mean, even if one's all in, it's now such an inflated pot at this point. Yeah, because someone three bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to complain about the pot being so big as you three bet massive. But well, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping somehow, they fold. <laughs> somehow you got roped into this giant pot somehow that we don't understand. All right, continue. So the flop is 854. I mean, a good, a good, flop good of a flop. Nines. We are decided from flopping a nine. Okay, preflop razor jams for six hundred and fifty dollars. How, how you feel about these nines? <laughs> I mean, I'm snap folding. I mean, I'm not even thinking about this, but I did think about it for a long time. I, I eventually, I tank fold. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I felt like this was the nittiest of folds for me. Because I mean, I mean, the SPR is two to one. I mean, like two to like, like I mean, he's probably doing this with his entire range. It seems like, uh, but yeah, I I was like, well, he might not. He's probably not. If he's if, if he doesn't always do this with Ace King, then what else am I hoping for? So I end up making the fold. I'm like, he's, this. It seems like he never has his aces. Never has kings. I feel like it's like jacks or tens, what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It seems like jacks or tens. Uh, I fold, and he shows pocket aces for the uh, smooth call on the three bet. Yeah. So it was, I mean, talk about the diciest of spots. Why jam there? I mean. Oh, I mean, like someone else kind of mentioned, I wasn't saying anything. I mean, I was just like, well, you, I mean, I, I, I literally, if you are in a hand with me, I'm always complimenting how you play it, whether it's Thank good you. or bad. Mainly if it's me. Oh, just anyone? Yeah. Oh, I think it meant me in particular. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I roast the shit out of you. Uh, but it, like, because, I mean, there's just no reason to be a dick. If I win, there's no reason to be a dick. And if I'm, if I lose, then, I mean, there's, I just, like I say, and they make a shitty play, I'm not roasting, you know, a donkey or whatever. I mean, every like I'll always kind of compliment your play, and I was like, I was like, well, that that smooth call pre flop almost got got you paid, which one hundred percent it did. Uh, but 
that jamming there was, I mean, if he bets 100, uh, 100% I have to call there. I mean, if he checks you, you're betting, and then he could raise, and then all of a sudden you might have a decision there. Literally everything. Yeah, you're exactly right there, too. That's I mean, what I think you should be doing there with aces after you flat. I mean, the guy three bet, you flat. He's obviously going to bet. I mean, I mean, 100, yeah. Oh, I I should have lost so much more money on this hand. About, what did you say, $650? That's how much you should have lost. <laughs> yeah. Could you get it put in a horrible spot? I was thinking he should bet like 200, 210, something like that. And then, um, I mean, that I wouldn't mind. Um, you would have probably bet. You're definitely betting this flop 100%. 100. This is the perfect flop for my hand. I mean, you're probably betting like, what, 250, I would probably say. And I mean, if I'm taking aces and kings out of his range, I think most of the times you're going to four bet those. I mean... And then, well, let's say you bet two fifty, and he ships it. You're definitely calling, right? For the because uh, by then it's not that much more. Well, I'm never betting two fifty here. I mean, I just, I mean, if I'm betting, it's probably going to be like around one twenty five or whatever. If he ships it over there, I think I can fold. But I mean, here's no. the other thing: is he can just smooth call, and now the pot is just now. I mean, I've got like a point seven five. I mean, seven five six SPR. I mean, now I think I'm roped in. Yeah, I think I think you're roped in a bunch of ways, other yeah. than the way he jams it there. So I mean, very much got saved here. Uh, yeah. But I mean, let's say I mean, glad I didn't talk myself into a shitty call because with the overpair here, with the pot being what it is, very well could have. Actually, the the three people being in the pot kind of saved me too because there's takes out a lot of bluffs. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but that was it. I had a. A couple hands, like I did uh, turn to set of kings and got just no value from it. That was <laughs> I mean, super you, sad. So you seem so depressed when saying that. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, well, it's, I bet the flop, like I did with kings, it was a jack-high flop. Once I turned the king, I'm like, well, let me check here a little bit, because it's going to look, if I'm going to see bet almost all my flops, I'm going to be checking a lot of my misses. Uh, he checks behind. I bet the river, like, for a half pot, and he folds and shows ace-jack. Dang. I mean, literally the hand I was targeting when I, you know, hoped to check that flop. I, mean, huh, I, a... I honestly don't know how this guy folds the river. I mean, uh, I think there's... I think I have some bluffs on here every now and then here. I mean, I don't know if you do or don't, but you should after seeing that. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, so it ended up, uh, in the end at one oh one for 400, uh, out for seven fifteen, and got the free shrimp tacos. They, oh God, those are so good. If you go to one Oh one, definitely get that. They're amazing. Yeah. You'd rank higher than the breedable. The breedable is so good. I think you like the breedable. I mean, by far the best thing I've had is that pork chop, that tomahawk pork chop blows everything out of the water. Uh, the burrito bowl and the shrimp tacos, they're pretty close. I, I, I'd rain them. I, I think I'd put the shrimp tacos just slightly above, but it's, it's, I guess it's arguable. Yeah. Well, we're not going to argue it here. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're now comparing food on this podcast. Yeah, say, I'm sure you have at least, let us at least know what happened at offsuits. Oh, oh yeah. So I go into this and like I say, it's kind of a party type atmosphere game. And they're, I mean, so I get on, like, a table that's not super deep stacked. But, I mean, it's got to be the most profitable pet table for what I have. There is, I talked to this one lady next to me. She's in scrubs. I work in the medical field. I'm like, oh, you're a nurse. Did not realize that she was drunk and, from, I just think, crazy, actually, too. And she is playing, like, 500 effective and i mean she does not know how to call doesn't know how what ranking the hands are or anything and it's just i mean very very out out of it the guy to my left is cool as shit and i and i see him hit the river and check it uh spike the nuts on the river and check it twice in position (laughs) so (laughs) uh so uh 
one of the friend who got me to go over there to a, to his games like hey do you want to go over that other table it's deeper stacked or whatever i look at that table and it's like deeper stacked but everybody knows what they're doing i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> i mean definitely not because nobody on this table seems to be a poker player at all uh, i mean that's the nature of the party atmosphere right when people are coming to party don't yeah. necessarily know how to play poker so yeah, a hundred percent. So because uh, this is kind of is this a private game or is it? Is this public game? Yeah. Oh, it's just it's yeah. Just it's what in all suits. There? Anybody? I mean, not everybody there was for our you know his ideal. It was uh, so it's a completely public game. Anybody who came into offsuits that day can play. And I think this is one of those like offsuits might be kind of good to go to here and there because the location. I think it's a very trendy part of Houston. So I think you get a lot of people who are just out doing... Just want to go check it out. Yeah, just trendy shit, and they just happen to go play poker. That's what one of the poker coaches on Poker Coaching said. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Grips um, from Poker Coaching. Said what makes the casino game so much better than the card house games in Texas mm-hmm. are that you're going to have the people who show up to play slots and just walk by the poker room and have never played poker before and are going to come jump on the table. Or you got the guy who's playing blackjack all night and just wants to play something else. Yeah. But you're never going to have that at a card house. You're all, everyone who goes to the card house is going to play poker. They're not kind of a walking by jumping on a, on a wild hair. Yeah. It's a, uh, but it sounds like this and that trendy location. Yeah. It kind of is yeah, kind of like that situation. Yeah, you that a little bit at this. Well, I mean, it's and it's the coolest location because it's like in the back of a bar, but it's its own room. It is just it's a kind of a neat. Oh, that is kind of like what I was describing. Then if it's in the back of a bar, so I mean, you're telling me those people could be in the bar just drinking, having a good time, watching TV. I don't know. It's kind of separated. I mean, it's very so. There's like it's a building that veers off in two directions, and there's a door that separates it. And but when you walk in through that, bo- uh, can that you door, go through that it's door? Just like a, yeah, like, that's where the bathrooms are. Okay, I didn't know if it was like only for because I know sometimes those type of places have like a bar and something else. They have a deal with the bar that they can order food and only the servers can go through that door. Oh yeah, it's a, but it's uh, not like that. Okay, yeah, definitely not. Uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It was a uh, but. It, like I'm kind of like targeting this, you know, this one woman just just spewing. I mean, she's actually not losing many chips, but it's one of those that you can tell it's a time bomb ticking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. So it's a, uh, but she ends up cashing out and Ubering home with all her chips, which I was like, oh, well, that sucks. But uh, ended up a, but it's like it's still a pretty good table, and ended up. I, even with that, the take, getting a really good profit from the table. It was one of those, I kind of went down, but it was one of those, as long as I stay here long enough, I feel like it's more often than not, I'm going to get a profit. Uh, end up profiting 365. Oh, that's real nice. Uh, I did not take many notes, any really any notes of the hands. I know I had pocket queens, and I did get into a, a lot of, get paid off with an overpair. Uh, and then I did call down a bluff by one of the players, and those are two, the two big hands, but very nice. Absolutely. I guess on that note, this concludes Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.